Hello, my amazing mompreneur. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Before we hop into today's mom chat, I wanted to pop in with an exciting announcement. There are two spots left for the Connect Retreat here in our hometown of Chagrin Falls, Ohio. We are so excited to host you here and wanted to let you know that until June 30th, you can still receive $1,000 off, whether that's towards the payment plan. And that's a great opportunity because for just a couple hundred bucks a month, you can come join us and connect more with yourself, connect with fellow mompreneurs, and learn how to better connect with your community. There is also now a new option, which I'm excited to share with you too, which is a virtual ticket. So for you ladies who want to join us, but the timing just doesn't work out right, I totally understand. You can snag a virtual ticket. You can get a private podcast feed with all of the amazingness that we will talk about at the retreat. And you can also get a one-on-one call with me and to still connect with the women in a virtual space. I am so excited to have this additional offer and am so excited to get it in your hands. So whatever it is, if you are ready to connect, up-level, and become that self-assured, present, and productive mompreneur you know that you are meant to be, you're going to want to head to themompreneurguide.com retreat to snag the best fit seat for you. I also wanted to make mention that as you listen to this episode, you'll hear that Kylie and I recorded this a month ago, and it has been so amazing to tune back into these and see how much has changed in a month. And if you have any questions about the changes that we've both been through, it's really been all mindset work. Please reach out to us at Mompreneur Guide, and we would be happy to give you the scoop there. You can also listen to a couple of my past episodes to hear the transformation I've made since going to Kathy Heller's retreat and investing in the mastermind that I do talk about here in this episode. So hop in, take a listen, and get to enjoy the journey along with us. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast and our mom chats. I am super excited because I have my friend Kylie with me and it's just so great to talk with another mompreneur who's at the same stage in life and who just gets it. And so that's what we're going to do today. You get to be a fly on the wall in our conversation and just hearing what's going on in our mom lives, how we view things, what we're thinking about, and hopefully it'll bring a bright spot, a point of connection, a sense of awareness that you're not alone. That's definitely our goal. So Kylie, before we jump into just talking ourselves, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell everybody in one to two sentences who you are, what you do. Yeah, of course. Um, So I'm really excited to be here and talking to you, like always, is amazing. My name is Kylie. I'm a maternity leave coach based in Australia. And what that means is really I just help other self-employed women plan and fund their own maternity leave. Mostly that is American women because your maternity leave policies over there are rubbish. So often I'm working in crazy time zones, um, helping to support other women in this kind of transition time in their life. Um, But I'm also a mum as well. I have two crazy little boys. I've got Spencer who's four and Sam that's one and a half. So my life is full of monster trucks and dirt and all of the things that comes with being a boy mum as well. (laughs) I love it. And I love that um, Sam and Sophia are the same age. Like it's just fun and chaotic. So at the time of this recording, Jack just turned three yesterday and Sophia turned, yeah, Sophia turned um, one and a half a few days ago. We actually had their doctor's appointments. Like, I don't know, do you guys have like a, the, like we have it. a three-year appointment and an 18-month appointment. And so okay. since our kids are 18 months apart, they do most of their appointments together because it's like, he's at the full and she's at the half version. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so it's like, we come in and we're like double, like boom, 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 get a book done. <laughs> so that was, that was our chaotic morning, but it's just so fun to see too, like the growth between the two of them and 
especially when you're in that situation is like, okay, look at this kid three. What, what are all the things there? And then one and a half. Okay. Here are the things there. Okay, good. We can go now. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's funny. We, so over here we have, um, appointments pretty much yearly. So for immunizations okay. and things, so it's every yeah. year, but it's funny because Spencer's always been like massive for his age. So every appointment they do his like weight and height and they're like, oh, oh, wow. He's like 90th percentile. Like, oh, this, he's going to be a big boy. Like, yep. He's been like that since he was born. <laughs> Oh, it always so makes you feel good. Like every time I go in, so Sophia's always been 75th percentile and Jack's always been 50th, like mm-hmm. on the dot. And so it doesn't make you feel good every time you go in and they're like, okay, he's at whatever percentage. And you're like, yep, I know that's where he's been the whole time. Like, yeah, at least no, it's- we're, we're staying consistent. <laughs> oh, it's good as well. Cause Spencer's not a great eater. So I don't know if you struggle with that with, um, with your two, but he's so fussy and picky. And often I'm like, you know, have some jets, have some cheese, like whatever. It's going to keep you happy. Like, um, so yeah, it is good to get that confirmation from the doctors that he's actually doing okay for his age. <laughs> I don't yeah. need to worry too much. <laughs> Between like sickness. And then I feel like it goes mm. in a roller coaster wave. Like one second they're eating great. And then mm-hmm. the next second they're like, I don't want any food. I'm, mm-hmm. we are lucky. Jack has been really interested. We call it crunchy kale. We'll take kale and we'll just ha- put olive oil and like put it on the stove with a little bit of salt until it gets pretty brown. And so he really likes crunchy kale. So at least I feel good if he has cake or ice cream most of the day, at least he's getting some greens in him and he really likes quinoa. And so that makes me feel good too. I'm like, okay, he's getting a protein. As long as I can put kale and quinoa in front of him for one meal, at least he's getting something and I can, he's doing all right. Yeah. 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 That. And then the bonza chickpea pasta, Sophia is obsessed with pasta. So I feel good about that because I know it's protein. So even if you get a couple bites in, at least I know you've had protein today. Something. Yeah. What is frustrating um, before we move on, we're not just going to talk about kids food all the time, but um, what's frustrating as well is the kids eat really well at daycare. So they'll go to daycare four days a week, which is amazing, but they'll have things that they would not even touch at home. And it's so frustrating. I know it's because they're around their friends and all the kids are eating together and and whatnot, but I'm like, why don't you eat that for me? Like it gets so, (laughs) so frustrating. I was just having that conversation when we were at the doctor's today with another mom because her daughter had like this beautiful headband on and she's the same age as Sophia. And Sophia refuses for me to put just like a, a, you know, a hair tie with a bow on it, any kind of bow, anything, even a scrunchie. She just like refuses for me to pull her (laughs) hair back. And it's getting to the point now where it's like long in her face and it's just, it can be a mess. And she's got some curl like me. And so anyways, I said to her teachers, because at school, they'll put her hair up and she wears it all day, doesn't take it out. No. So I was like, what is your magic secret? Miss Samantha, (laughs) tell me what you do. And she's like, she asks me to do it. She sits in my lap and demands that I put her hair up. And I go, well, oh my goodness. apparently you've got the magic juice, whatever it is at daycare. Like she wants to do. And, and it's the same thing. The other girls are getting their hair done. So then she wants her hair done. But at home, Jack doesn't have his hair done. And although sometimes he does ask to have his hair up in a bow. Oh, bless. <laughs> Always so, so fun. sweet. So, yeah. So it's entertaining, but um, yeah, I, I just love having these mom conversations and knowing like, okay, we're all in the same boat, you know? Yeah. 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 So Especially great. in these young, these young ages, right? When it's so chaotic and yeah, it's sometimes hard to catch your breath. <laughs> yes, for sure. So let's talk about what is that one thing that is taking up the most space on your mompreneur mind? I know we've talked about, you've just wrapped up your summit, which definitely tell everybody about that. So I'm sure there's a lot on your business mind there, but maybe mom stuff is taking up more space. Like what has been the thing that you just can't let go of recently? 
I think it is more business orientated. Yeah. So um, as you mentioned, so I just hosted a virtual online event. So I was kind of prompted to do it because I wanted to reach more women all at once. Mm -hmm. And I got this idea of hosting a summit. And once I get an idea, I just can't let go. It's it's one of those things. And I, I'm a, definitely a high achiever. Like I like to go all out. So instead of planning this small like five speaker summit, I did like a 30 speaker four day event, which was just a little bit insane for the first time, but it went really well. Um, it was a lot of fun. So I just wrapped that up, which was great. But then it's kind of like that space afterwards of like, what do I do now? Like I was so consumed by this thing for so long, creating it and putting it together. And then it unfolded and it was amazing. And then it's like, now what do I do? Now, where do I go to from here? So I'm definitely in that space of trying to figure that out. I am um, launching a little bit of a membership or a community more so really to lead on after that, where I want to just support women um, just to connect. Cause I feel like, I don't know about you, but through my own pregnancies and there were definitely times when I felt so isolated and especially being a pregnant CEO or having my own business. Like I had friends that were pregnant, but they weren't self-employed or I had friends that were self-employed, but weren't pregnant. So it was like this real isolated time. So I, I'm coming up with this kind of community where I want to support and just just be there for women and, and for us to be there for each other and then bring on an expert once a month to talk about whatever they need, whether it's a midwife or a doula or a business strategist or whatever challenge that the group is facing. So I've got this sort of dream that's coming together in my head off the back end of the summit, but I've never done it before. So yeah, it's very much all consuming and not knowing where to go next, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love what you said. It reminds me of, I don't know if you felt this way after your wedding, but it's like you spend all this time planning and doing all the things. And then once the wedding's over, you're like, where did all this time come from? Like, <laughs> you don't realize how time consuming it is until it's done. And then you're like, what do I do with myself now? Yes. And yes. yeah, you, I mean, you crushed it. You had a massive summit and you were just so involved and you did such a good job putting it all together. So I can only imagine now on the back end, like first you need a breather, like we mentioned <laughs> and <laughs> going and taking a little time for yourself. But then you're also like, how do, where do I go from here? And I'm curious to know, cause I've been, by the time this comes out, hopefully I'll have it all together. And you've probably, you may have already heard, but in this moment right now, as we record, I am still percolating and putting together this vision of a retreat, maybe also a conference on it. Like, I'm not quite sure if they're two separate ideas or if somehow they're going to be combined, but I'm curious to know for you, do you feel like you've got the whole community to connect mapped out or do you feel like it's the, the vision is still a little blurry and you're working through getting yeah. a clear sense of it? I think I've got it mapped out in a sense. Like, so as this comes out, uh, I would have started it. So it's starting on the 1st of June. So cool. hopefully I've gotten all my ducks in a row and it's all working out. <laughs> and we'll have it linked in the show yeah. notes so everybody can see the progress of where we're both at. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I do have it mapped out in the sense that I know what I want it to feel like and I know um, what I want it to achieve like, and how it's going to feel and look a little bit, I suppose. But um, in terms of uh, who's going to be a part of it, I, I have two amazing women that have signed up already um, that signed up on the back of the summit. Um, but then it's this awkward place as well, right? Like, oh, what if I don't have anyone else join? What if it's just the two women and it's not is that enough of a, is, you know, like, what do I do? Is it going to be awkward? Is it like not a failure because 
two women is amazing to like Mm -hmm. to join up and want to be a part of this but at the same time like many of our listeners I'm guessing as well you've got big dreams you want to make a lot of impact so where do you draw the line of like what is a success and and again that all comes down then right to how we determine success for ourselves and what that actually looks like and how we actually um define that but yeah it's a bit of a strange thing when you're creating something and i guess we say it's the same for the retreat or conference or whatever you put together hey it's like how do you set goals when you haven't done it before and what it what actually will be a success or won't be yeah Yeah. it's tricky for sure. Yeah. I know a couple of things that I wrote down based on what you said is something that I've been hearing. I, I heard, uh, I think it was Jerisha Hawk said it, uh, in one of Kathy Heller's programs that I'm in. And she said, people want your perspective, not your perfection. And mm-hmm. so I've been thinking about that a lot lately of like, just having a container where people can come And it's just that they want you and the space that you hold and the things that you think and all of that. I think Mm -hmm. that that's a really interesting mindset shift. Um, And then the other thing, and I'll touch on my experience with just membership and and how that goes is the thing that I've had in my mind. And I actually almost named this podcast uh, and went down this concept of it takes time. And Mm -hmm. at some point I'm sure I'll do a series or or do like a daily episode or something like that on this of, I think so often we hear those stories of, you know, where Sarah Blakely started roughly and then like where she is now, but we never hear about the actual details of the middle. Mm -hmm. And so I think that reminder of it takes time to become that snowball effect is something that we need to hear more of because Mm -hmm. for me, I launched a mastermind that was really like a, a hybrid of a mastermind membership. This would have been, I think it was like end of January that I did that. And the conversion rate, I I had a good conversion rate. I had one woman join and it was at a price point where I knew it was going to be like a more higher level container, but still I needed multiple women to, to reach the goals that I wanted. And I felt it was this interesting thing of knowing, okay, I'm giving them her one-on-one and that was amazing value. And and she knew it was amazing value. And I felt great that I was giving her amazing value. Um, And so that worked out well, but then you're not reaching your exact goals. And so then it's like, how long are you willing to wait knowing that it's coming, but like, where Mm -hmm. does that all kind of balance out? Yeah. I love that. I think as well, it's like, it's okay for us to feel grateful for something we're achieving, but still want more. Like I'm coming to this realization that we can feel both of those things at the same time. Cause even with the summit and when I was creating that, I I had massive goals. I wanted to reach, you know, a thousand women and I got 380, which is fantastic. But it was like this place of like, okay, I can be really grateful for those 380 and I can still want to be reaching more at the same time. That doesn't make me ungrateful or it's not a bad thing to still want more. So yeah, even with the this community, it's like, I can be really grateful that these two women have joined and I know I'm going to make it, even if it's just the two women, as best as it can be, but I can still want it to be more mm-hmm. in the same space. Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah, it's that duality conversation we had. I, I love how motherhood and entrepreneurship mirror each other in that way. I think mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's so interesting that you can, want inside two things at once and like be grateful and be appreciative and, and want more. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really interesting space to be. So in coming up, like where you're at, at least right now at the time of this recording with pulling it all together and stuff, 
has it been fun for you? Is it like been flowing pretty freely or where have you been out with the actual just creation and creativity process of this new offer? Yeah, I would love to say it's been fun and flowing, but it definitely was something that I think I was about halfway through the summit when I was like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen after? Like what's Mm. next for everyone that's coming on this journey? How can I keep supporting them? And I had to get really scrappy and just think about what I wanted, which came to me quite easily, but then like scrappy in terms of like how to get the offer out there and the email and the copy and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. And then it was interesting as well, because I had like 380 people, women on my, on my email list that were new from the summit. And then I started like voicing my offer and I guess selling Mm -hmm. and I had like 80 people unsubscribed. So then it's that freak out moment, right? Of like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something wrong. This doesn't feel good. And it's taken a couple mentors to tell me like, no, 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 this is normal. Like you've put on something for free. People came for the free thing. If they're not your people, they're going to leave. Like that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been an interesting experience as well. Yeah. Talk to Mm -hmm. me. And I I feel like I keep talking about this a lot because probably this is the work that I'm doing a lot on about mindset work. Are you big on mindset work? Um, Is that part of like the work that you do in addition to just typical strategy and things like that? Cause that certainly falls into that category. Yeah. I think, um, the mindset work I've done on myself, I suppose, has always come from the women I surround myself with. I find that I'm always falling into conversations where something will get flagged and I'll be like, Oh, okay. I need to work on that a little bit. Or, um, instead of it being intentional, like meditation or journaling, or I've never been good at that. I don't have a morning routine because the boys are crazy. Like it's not something that it might change, but for right now it doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very much all about helping others with their mindset. And I think sometimes it's easier to see those mindset struggles or challenges or reframes that other people need to have when you're on the outside, right? You can kind of see them a lot clearer than I feel like you can feel your own or see your own. Um, so I do like to work with my clients around those those mindset reframes, especially when you're having this massive transition, right, from becoming, you know, no children to becoming a mother. There's so much there, especially around like mum guilt and a lot of stuff. And um, even coming up lately, a lot I've seen is like this whole thing of like work feeling like a dirty word and like you can't work in front of your kids. And all of this seems to be something that a lot of women are facing and challenging a lot of women in my circles that are sort of going through this transition. It's like reframing all of that, which I know we've talked about when we've been on each other's podcast before. Um, It's like, no, 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 you can be a a fantastic example for your children and work's not a dirty word. And they need to see that you can have fun working, that you can enjoy working, that it's part of who you are. But it's definitely been something that I've seen kind of been rearing its head a lot. And maybe that's a result of the pandemic and we're having to work more at home around our children than ever before. Um, Yeah, it's been an interesting observation anyway, an interesting shift Mm. um, in what people are facing. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been so in this like mindset space of recognizing blocks and like trying to uncover Mm. them and, and just try to get a better understanding of, you know, the, the whole concept of like doing less, but that means more. And, you know, Mm -hmm. how, how can we take more aligned action instead of taking more action? And, um, so yeah, I just find it interesting to check in with other, other women and see like, what kind of work are you doing? What, how do you, how do you view things? And so I think it's really cool that you help your clients with that. Um, and I think it's interesting too, that you, 
you don't have a coach for that specifically, you know, that you, that you just do it through your community. It's cool to see the different ways that people, um, can learn versus yeah. just the traditional linear way. It's funny how, cause I'm a part of a mastermind. I'm part of Holly Haynes's mastermind yep. at the moment. And, um, it's interesting that her mastermind was all about productivity and strategy, mm -hmm. um, and scaling your business, which I found obviously very, very helpful. But, um, a lot of the mindset stuff comes out of conversations, even with the other women that are part of the group, right? And I think when you surround yourself with other mumpreneurs that are facing the same thing, sometimes, yeah, you come up to those blocks that they've either just broken through or that they're facing at the same time. And a lot of that kind of work comes through conversation, I think. Um, and it's funny, Holly, when I first joined the mastermind, Holly was always saying that you've got to slow down to speed up. And I never really had thought of that before. That was probably the biggest aha moment I had when I joined that mastermind. And she was saying that all the time. It's like, Oh yeah, I need to unplug. I need to really slow down and then I'll have more direction and more um, clarity, I suppose, on where I want to go and where, where to go. So you can speed up, but it, it's the strangest thing. It doesn't come naturally at, at all, especially when you're used to like producing more and pumping out content. And you, you know, we've been on this like Instagram, I'm a bit over Instagram though. That's a whole other conversation, but we've been on this Instagram like roller coaster of like, or like content creation roller coaster of just like pumping it out to, to build more awareness. And it's just this almost feels unnatural to slow down, but it's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Have you ever read the book? Stillness is the key by Ryan holiday. Oh, no. Add that to your list. It's so, so good. Um, I, I read it when I was going through my transition from my personal styling business of 10 years mm -hmm. to this business. And when I was trying to figure out like, what in the world am I doing? And that was that good reframe for me, especially I think as a high achiever, overachiever, it feels weird to, to stop or slow down. It feels like you're, you're not getting further ahead when in reality, like, just like Holly says, like you need to slow down so that you can just breathe and have space to then hear what the next move would, should mm -hmm. that kind of thing be. Um, and so I've been working now that it's getting nicer here on taking more walks again. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed that I chose on Friday to, instead of having, I had a break in between calls and recordings, instead of staying and working on my computer more, which I normally would do, I took whatever, an hour or 45 minute long walk. And it was mm -hmm. the best thing I could have done. And while I was gone, which I'm still trying to understand how the, all this kind of stuff works. But while I was gone, I had people signing up for my, uh, the at the time of this recording, I have an event coming up on Tuesday. And so I had women just like signing up and I wasn't in the office working, which you would think I need to go in and do and do and do and be productive. But instead I was just receiving what felt better to me and what was necessary for me, the space that I needed. And then it almost like created space for these women to come in. So that kind of I don't, it's like a foreign language to me to still try to understand all the feminine versus masculine and the, the, um, just how that kind of manifesting and, and abundance and all of that works as a high achiever, overachiever and perfectionist like that I'm working on all of that. Um, but I, I think that conversation is super interesting about the space and yeah, speaking of space about you being in a container with mompreneurs who are helping you recognize those things. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask, um, with the event coming up on Tuesday, so how have you found that come together? Have, have you obviously, have you done it before? Have you got, have you done a lot of stuff in advance as well for that event? Yeah. So normally I'm more like, uh, 
it comes to me and then I'm doing it. So this type of event that I'm doing. So if you've, if you've been listening to the podcast before, I used to do simplify my biz. And so I did that three times and then I realized, and I moved more into this authority building space. And so I knew I wanted to do this same container again, which was get on zoom, do live coaching, walk you through my process and bring all of these mompreneurs together in a like, you know, noise-free zoom room where we can meet each other and connect. So that container I really liked, but the topic just didn't apply anymore. And so actually the more I went on walks and the more I started to uncover, like, what am I really passionate about and what do I feel called to do right now? It's been this movements, helping mompreneurs make movements. And so I took that same concept and I decided, well, let's all get together and map out our movements and use my system for authority building. And like, let's all just fill it in together and figure out, you know, these are the more experienced mompreneurs. And so they already have like their basics down. They've maybe sold their offer multiple times, or they know what they feel their purpose is. They know what their mission is, but now they're ready to take it to the next level and create this world around them and all that. So let's all get together in a room and do that. And then I always know that on the back end of those, I like to have some offer for them. So the kind of structure was there. um, But in terms of like the idea to starting to share it, it was probably like a week or two. And then I just copy and paste my old stuff and (laughs) switch out the verbiage and all that. Um, So yeah, yeah, I typically work kind of, kind of fast if that answers your question. Yeah. I love that. I love the power that will come having all those women in a room together like that as well, like brainstorming and Mm -hmm. almost like hot seat coaching kind of, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I always say it's like client level support, but in a free call and it's not like your typical webinar workshop. I I want, I mean, you know me that I'm a very relationship-based person and I just want to help in any way that I can. And then the people who are right fit for the next thing that I have to offer will be able to to come into that. Um, And it's almost like a, a, a discovery call in that sense, just kind of a group discovery call to see who's a fit. And then we can continue the conversation for those who are ready. Um, but speaking of that container with mompreneurs, cause I, I think this kind of all wraps in there and I've been thinking about it a lot cause I'm considering joining a, a, a next level mastermind, like a very high level mastermind. And mm-hmm. so I'm curious what I've been thinking about it is, have I ever really put myself in a room with either my equals or people who are even above where I'm at. Um, Mm. And especially in that like same vibe and and same goals and same vision. I feel like a lot of the times I've been in more beginner spaces, but I've also been in business for almost 15 years. And so it's like, I'm not a beginner, but I'm normally more in the beginner containers. And so I'm curious what made you join the mastermind and how have you seen being around these high vibe women change the trajectory of your business? Oh my goodness. It's changed everything, even from a personal kind of standpoint. So um, I guess a little bit of context. So similar to you. So I think I've been in business now 10, 12 years, something like that. I had a wedding photography business before, built that up, COVID hit, it pretty much tanked and my passions changed anyway. So I pivoted into this maternity leave coaching um, space. But all through that journey of being self-employed, I'd always invested and believed in education. I'd always invested in courses or um, self-paced programs, things like that, that, you know, you could log in, do your own work and and saw some results, but minimal. I have so many that I didn't finish. It was always good at the beginning, the middle, and then I'd drop off when life would get busy, right? And so 
then it came a place where I'd launched and became a maternity leave coach and had the pregnancy idea in my head about the summit and it was all kind of forming. But I recognized that I can't do it on my own anymore. Like it's not enough to be in this space where it's all self-driven and self-paced. And if I wanted to be at the next level, I needed I needed people around me that are there, that have been there, that can speak into what I'm doing and help with the direction. Because whilst I'm sure I could figure it out eventually, I'm also, you know, I'm 37 and I've got goals and I, you know, and I'm very much age driven, right? I'm like, yeah, by the time I'm 40, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like three years to go, you know? And so um, it was kind of, for me, I felt like enough playtime. I was like, okay, I need to get serious. That means serious investment and believing in myself enough to go, it is an investment and I'm going to see a return and I got to, I have to put my money where my mouth is and I have to, you know, hit the road. And, um, and yeah, so I joined Holly's mastermind that was back in January. It's a six month mastermind and, um, it's been the biggest financial investment, um, that I could have made, but it's benefited me so much more than just a business perspective because the way her mastermind works, it's weekly calls. So you're getting on a call like office hours with the mastermind ladies, as well as you do get access to all of her trainings and things like that. And you get one-on-ones with her as well. Um, but even just being, you know, in a Zoom room with these ladies that all have different businesses that are all doing different things, but are at that next level and then can say, hey, have you thought about doing this? Or why don't you think about doing that? Or um, even just encouraging you when you get 80 people unsubscribed from your email list when you've tried something new, right? And and it's coming from a place of, you know, they've been there before. So it's not just a peer saying, oh, it'll be okay. But is at the same level, it's someone going, oh, yeah, that happened to me. I actually, funnily enough, did a podcast recording of my own podcast with Hayley Luckadoo the other yeah. week um, from She's a Females on Fire founder. Mm-hmm. And she was saying once she hit send on an email, she had 420 people unsubscribe. And I was like, oh, suddenly I feel really good about my 80, right? It's like, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gives you perspective. Yeah, no, she's great. I had her on um, my Instagram live and, and she's she's so sweet. Yeah, she's so um, so smart at what she does too. And yeah, it's, it's interesting when you have that perspective and then you have that knowledge and just hearing like this, these kind of conversations Kathy Heller had in one of her like free events that she did before I joined one of her group programs she had her friends on. And so they're all multi-million every year women. And so I just found that so fascinating. Like, all right, what are you thinking through? And like, what are the investments that you're making and how are you viewing these things? I think it's just so interesting to start to think of that next level and then also surround yourself. Like you just have a different conversation, you know, the conversations that we're having versus the conversations that she'll have with her peers are very different versus people who are just starting out. This conversation might seem a little scary or a little bit more advanced, but it's, I think it's so important to hear and understand that future um, so that you can see just how you like stair step into the next thing. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I think as well, and I, I'm not a hundred percent woo-woo. <laughs> It's taken me a long time to get my head around the manifesting and vision casting and all of that. But I've also been reading a lot lately about how, you know, if you start thinking more like your future self, right, if you start actually acting like your future self, what would the future Kylie be thinking about this investment or what problems would the future Kylie be thinking about or um, things like that, then, right, it starts to manifest in your own life because you're acting like where you want to be. So things are going to come to you and help you get to where you're going. So it's almost like that as well, like investing in something that is a high, high ticket offer, that is the next level, that is scary. Like, you know, investing that kind of money scares the pants off you. Like it's 
it's scary. Yeah. But at the same time, what would the future self say after you've been through that program? What kind of difference is it going to make to your life, to your business, Mm -hmm. to your family? Mm-hmm. and what are you going to miss out on if you're just scared and you don't do it? I think sometimes we got to do things even though we're scared, right? Yeah. Well, I'll be curious on your thoughts too. Like now that I've been considering, and just so for everybody listening, my experience, just so that you understand the level that I say when I'm saying high level. So this mastermind is like a 25K investment for, I think it's like six months or something like that. So it's like, for me mm-hmm. right now in my stage, that's a big jump. And the more they did, they offered discovery calls. And so I I chatted with um, Kathy and then her right-hand woman, which is Colleen. And so it was interesting because they just started to coach you there. And my biggest realization with the container is, you know, the stuff that I've done previously, the group coaching programs, even one-on-one bringing a provider into my world has always been around, you know, the 1500 to to 3k kind of mark. It's Mm -hmm. been in that space. And this was the interesting pivot of, I want to grow and I want to bring in these women at, at this certain level and I want to help them up level. And so how can I expect, and this was kind of a question, they didn't say it in a negative way, but, but I was talking about, you know, the, the space and what I want to hold and how can I expect to attract those type of people if I'm not doing it for myself? you know, and, and it's like one conversation they always have is like, you attract what you are, not what you want, at Mm. least in terms of clients and things like that. So one thing I had mentioned would be like, you know, I don't know if coaching, I was kind of playing small and I don't know if coaching is quite where I want to be because I, you know, I want to give everybody all the tools, but then if they don't go and use them, then I get frustrated. And they pose the question of, well, what if you had clients who did do the work that you give them. And then I started to, and they're like, and, and how are you showing up? And then I started to think about the program I was currently in with them. And I was like, huh, I haven't fully done the work and I haven't re-gone back through. And I'm that person that I am getting annoyed with. Like, oh my gosh, no wonder why like those things are happening because that's who I'm being. And so that exact conversation and, and my mindset lately has been, how can I start having those thoughts and taking those actions today that that future self that I envision that future self. Like, why am I not her today? Mm. I can oh be my that gosh. today. Yeah. 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 That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like it, it's a lot of money. Like, um, like Holly's mastermind at the time of this recording, it's probably changed, but I think it was like six to eight grand, six to eight K. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that was a lot, right? Um, right. At that point, I, I had picked up a full-time job um, coming off the back of my second maternity leave that I hated that I was going to leave. So I was back to being self-employed, but not really having clarity around where money was coming from so it's like a big big faith jump but Mm -hmm. the clarity that came in taking that even taking that first step as soon as I took that it was the same that you just mentioned it's like oh yeah I'm having all of these realizations of what the future could look like if I surround myself with these kinds of people Mm -hmm. and suddenly it's it's three, you know, it's worth three times that amount. It's worth 10 times that amount. And I mean, imagine as well, fast forward us and fast forward our businesses five years, three years, five years. What would we be thinking about this? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like really, would it be that much money? Like, hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm curious too. Have you seen, like, do you feel like whether it has been monetary or not, do you feel like you've gotten the ROI back on, even though it was a scary investment a while ago, do you feel like now you're, you're, glad that you did it and that you've gotten the ROI that at least some that you were looking for? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely fast tracked 
what I had on my heart to do. Mm-hmm. I know that I probably would have pulled off the summit. I would have done everything regardless. Mm-hmm. But I think having the support and the guidance said made me action it faster. Um, I also think it's interesting that from my experience anyway, when you need to come up with a certain amount, when you need to come up with money, it just sort of has a way of happening. Like I, mm-hmm. there's been things and opportunities and, and offerings and things I've put out into the world that have just worked and have been then covering the mastermind fee quite easily. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I committed to making the investment, I had no idea how that was going to work. So I kind of feel like once you've committed, once you level up, it all kind of works out. It you know, as long as you get creative and you, you do the work and, you know, you try, it's, you know, it's not like sit, sit there and wish for it. It's going to land in your lap. But um, I do also think that, yeah, every time that you do level up, that you do actually make that commitment and go, yes, I'm doing this. There's ways to make it work. There's ways to think differently. There's ways to, like, it's just money. It's a tool, right? I, I think there's a lot of, um, or not enough conversation just around finances and money and especially in like the online business space because it's all kept very secretive and mm-hmm. um which is interesting because sometimes you see people like how are they actually are they actually making money from what they're doing or how are they mm-hmm. actually doing that or how are they um how's that coming you know through to them but um but yeah anyway a bit of a yeah. tangent there but i think it's it's interesting that yeah once you make that commitment to something like that i think there's ways to make it work as well Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love what you're saying there. And it is like the scarcity. I have a hard time identifying it for myself, but when I hear you say it and what I know about scarcity versus abundance mindsets, you can hear when you talk about it, exactly that, like Mm -hmm. the scarcity is always trying to figure out the how and like, okay, how does this all piece together and work that way versus when you go into the abundance and know that it is a renewable resource and it's going to come back. And the, the biggest thing that I took away too, from that discovery call I had as like the mastermind application was who is holding for your highest and best. And this Mm -hmm. woman held space. She kind of challenged me and was like, when she said the whole thing about, well, what if you had clients who were exactly what you needed? And then she left this ginormous pause to the point where Kathy jumped in and it's like, Colleen likes to leave uncomfortable pauses. And I'm like, I'm soaking it in, like let her work her magic. And just the more space that she held, the more I internally could hear. I used to play sports and it was kind of like that coach challenging you being like, are you really doing, are you really doing your best? Are you really, this is your highest level really. And it almost Mm -hmm. felt like she was standing up a little bit higher than me, a step above me. If we want to think of that visual, she was reaching her hand down and was like, come on it's time to stop playing small. Like it's time to, to step it up. And I thought that was just so interesting. And now that's what I'm trying to bring and think like, Ooh, that was really helpful. How can I do Mm. that? And is this container that for me, is that going to be that thing that like lights a fire under you? And it is holding me to a higher level that I've been playing smaller in and, and it served me well. I'm not, not appreciative for it, but is there another level that I need to be like woken up? Like, okay, it's, it's time to get up and play. Um, I think there's, I think there's also like when you commit financially, when it hurts to invest in something like that, right? I feel like there's also that extra level of motivation of like, oh, I have to play bigger. I have to give this everything because I've invested that amount of money into it. This this has to pay off. So I think there's that driving force as well. Um, Yeah. That gave me goosebumps when you were saying that about pulling you up. I can, yeah, I can definitely visualize and see see that. Yeah. Well, and it's been so interesting for me because I felt like then I was playing small and then it helped me think like, 
what is that really actual crazy dream or what is that real mm-hmm. vision? And at, again, at the time of this recording, I've honed in a lot on that vision and I have been, I was up like all night working on my vision board. I'm a very visual person. And so for me, I'll have like the little bit of the movie scene playing in my head of what I can see in the future, but then I need to go to Pinterest and like source the images. And maybe this is my personal styling curation type of mind, but <laughs> I need to like physically see it to then be able to see the full movie in my head. Mm-hmm. And that has been so helpful to see hmm, what are actually the things that I, I can see in the future. Like I have this kind of vision for the retreat and then I have this vision for this like bigger conference. Like when you think of create and cultivate, like how they put mm-hmm. on those big conferences, I feel like there's something there too. And, and maybe they are hand in hand and, and maybe they're not, but for me, it made me stop and think like, Hmm, I think I need to be offering a bigger, higher level container for women so that I can pull them up to where I'm thinking. And then I'm going to be pulled up to this next level. And so let's just keep pulling each other up this mountain and and get to, I mean, not that we're ever going to reach a pinnacle, obviously, because we're all growth minded and we know that there's always room to expand and grow. But I think it was interesting how much it shifted, not only the way that I'm viewing myself as a business owner, but then the way I'm viewing myself as a coach and how I can help up-level women as well. So it's a super interesting thing to like work through on top of everything else that we're working through. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to reflect back on this call and see what was decided and what the outcome is. And a month from now, what what we're going to be saying and how we're going to do this. I think it's, it's so magical. Um, Kylie, you're amazing. Thank you so much for having this conversation with us and being candid and, and talking through what's on your mind, because I just, like I said, I think it's so powerful for us all to hear what we're thinking about and what we're doing. And I agree. I think conversations about money are not said enough. And Mm -hmm. we might listen to something and it's kind of, you just kind of walk around it and then you're thinking, but wait, I'm down here and I need to know what you're thinking and what you're talking about. So help me. (laughs) So I'm glad that we can um, open that up for everybody, for everybody listening who wants to learn more about this community that you're talking about and just you in general, because you're amazing and everybody listening can hear that. Tell everybody where they can follow you, what you're offering, where they can find those things, all, all of the above. Yeah, of course. So um, Instagram is the best place because the offers at the time of this recording is still kind of coming to light. I think Instagram is probably the best place to go. So um, you can find me over at Kylie Kelly. So the pregnancy CEO is going to be an annual summit. I'm thinking about doing it twice a year. So if you're listening and you are pregnant and you don't know how to plan and fund your maternity leave, there's always going to be an offering there. So if you head over to thepregnantceo.com, it'll either have the replay link or if the next summit is soon, you'll be able to sign up from the homepage for your free ticket. So if you're pregnant, that's what you need to keep your eye out for. And I am going to have a summit for the mums that are raising babies and building their business at the same time. Like, okay, you've had the baby. Now, how do you actually do this with a newborn or or kids at home? So yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, there'll be more information when that sort of comes to light in the later half of the year as well. I love it. Last thing, because I just was inspired by, by how you were talking about your vision and all of that. Can you share with everybody, like, what is that? big high level movement that you feel called to, to do and share. We know pregnant CEO is your thing, but like, what is really your mission and business and that big movement and world that you're trying to create in your neck of the woods? Oh my God. I love that. I love that question so much. I think on my heart, the most is a place where self-employed women, women that have their own businesses that are mompreneurs can feel connected. I had such a tough time myself through postpartum and and becoming a mother, that whole transition was horrible for me. And 
I felt so isolated. And so it's a real driving force of mine to bring community around and lift people up. And like you probably told, like can tell from our conversation today, just people to feel supported and actually connect in a real and authentic way. So the movement that I'd love to either create or be a part of, it doesn't even, I don't even need to be the front force of it, but is this movement of being connected and we're in it together and raising each other up and figuring out how to raise our kids, figuring out how to get them to eat more than just, you know, cheese and bread like we were talking about at the start. Like (laughs) ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Plus building businesses that are going to actually make an impact and make a difference and provide wealth for your family and not being scared to talk about money and all of what we've chatted about today. I think um, there's just so much work we can do to enable that for the people that are around us and coming, coming through behind us and in front of us and beside us. You're amazing. And you embody that, like you were just all of that. I mean, the fact that our whole conversation was around what you're saying here is your movement. You, you are doing just it. And I'm so grateful to have you in my world and to be around you. And I so appreciate you coming on and sharing all your information. Everything about Kylie will be linked in the show notes. So you can see what we're up to at the time that this actually airs. (laughs) We'll do an Instagram live around then too. And we can check in and maybe uh, laugh or be like, Whoa, look at how much we've done in one month. And and all of the things. So I so appreciate you, Kylie. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun to talk with you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Want more? Make sure you subscribe and review so you don't miss a thing. Ready to become more self-assured and grounded and get that strategy, support, and self-care that you need to be the best mompreneur that you can be? Make sure you click the link below so that you can apply for our upcoming retreat.